Good morning, church. God is good. And all the time. Now, being that we're just coming out of Easter, you know, there is another one, and I think we did this last year, but it's been a year, so, you know. But if I were to say, he is risen, what would you maybe say? Oh, yeah, you guys are good. You guys are good. Let's try that again. He is risen. Good. All right. That was, that was pretty good. I want to, uh, wasn't, remember just a little bit from last weekend, wasn't, wasn't it just amazing to celebrate the Easter story through, uh, through the wonderful work that, thank you so much, we're just so blessed by your life with Jesus because it's pouring out into our life and in the community, so thank you, thank you so much. Um, if you uh, weren't here when we actually had the announcements, uh, Grace and Isaac Kim had their uh, little boy this week. Noah, we're going to put his picture up here for you. Uh, Noah Kim was born earlier this week. He was scheduled for Thursday, but he was an early delivery. So um, I wonder if that's a sign of what's to come with their life. But, uh, he's going to keep them on their toes, uh, keep pushing them along. But I got to hold him. He's about five pounds, some ounces, but little guy. Uh, really, really, really a blessing. Keep them in your prayers as they transition from one to two, right? <laughs> Uh, and then also just uh, to let you know, next week we'll be starting a new series on the minor prophets called Majoring in the Minors, and we're going to take 12 weeks to look at each minor prophet. And next week we'll start with Hosea uh, with a love that never quits. So I um, encourage you to come, invite others to come as we begin that, that journey together. I was reminded of a saying uh, this week when I was driving and I saw this bumper sticker and it makes you laugh, but it, there's a lot of truth to it, too, you know. And it says basically this, God wants spiritual fruits, not spiritual nuts, right? <laughs> and even clarify, it actually says religious nuts. And God wants spiritual fruit. He doesn't want religious nuts. And I, I want to start by telling you a story that is unfortunately a sad story in my book, and I, I think and I hope in your book as well. But um, it's a true story that I heard a few months back when we were uh, up at the One Project in Seattle. And the person speaking shared this story, and it had to do with their family. But he told the story of a father and a daughter whose relationship had been quite strained. And at this time, this place and time, the, the relationship was still strained. And she was traveling home. It was on a Sabbath and she was driving home, and it was quite warm outside, hundreds of miles away from home, and her car ran out of gas. So she called home, and her father answered the phone, and she said, Dad, I'm, I'm out of gas. I need some help. And he said, well, you know how I feel about you driving that far on the Sabbath. So when Sabbath is over, I will come help you. Now, he said it was in the 90s that day, and so there she was on the side of the road, and he said, when Sabbath is over and family worship is over, then I'll come and get you. And so after sundown and after worship, he went and got his daughter. Now, is who are we living with? And being communion Sabbath, God says that it's not about living for God, but about living with God. That's the question. 
That's the statement I want us to think about. See, God's purpose all along is not that we would live for God, but that we would live with God. When you think about this book from Genesis to Revelation, it's a book about God being with his people, about God desiring more than anything else being with people. The Hebrew name for God is Elohim. But God says in the Old Testament, I don't want to be called Elohim. I want to be called Yahweh, Jehovah, a personal name, a personal God, not just a God that's just out there, this big force and this power in the universe. I want to be known personally by you. Call me Yahweh. As the story goes on, God gives them the tabernacle so that as they are out and about, they have the tabernacle, they have the sanctuary to be symbolic of God being with his people in the midst of the camp, his presence with them. Every Christmas we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, God coming to us in the person of Jesus Christ, tabernacling among us in the flesh to be with us. And when Jesus came, his stories and his talks, the words he used, the verbiage, were always about with God language. Come unto me. Come, follow me. The stories he told in Luke 15, those three stories of the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the prodigal, were all about God finding and searching for his beloved, of being with his people. In Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 through 30, I mentioned previously, come unto me. But I like the message translation where it says, Jesus says, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace, and I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, he says, and you'll learn to live life freely and lightly. With me. Jesus says, with me. Jesus went on to say that when he does leave the earth, he would send the Holy Spirit, the comforter, because he would not leave us as orphans, but he would have the Holy Spirit come to be with us. There you may be also. God's heart wanting to be with us. God's heart wanting us to be with him. Jesus went on and talked about abiding in him in John 15. And even when he gave the great gospel commission, go, go make disciples, teaching them everything I've taught you and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He doesn't end there. He says, even in your going, and lo, I will, what? Be with you, even until the end of the world. God with us. God with people. It's been that way since creation. In creation, God created us for relationship so he could be with us. On the cross, Christ was crucified to redeem us so we could be with him again. And he is coming again to remain with us so we can be with him forever. You see, I realize I might be splitting hairs this morning. But I really think there is a difference in my observation, in my own life, and as I've seen life for the amount of years I've been on this earth, for some of you, not so long, and for some of you, a long time. 
But there seems to be a difference I see when someone chooses to live for God and not be as intentional about living with God. It seems like when we live for God, we can be more concerned and interested in external appearances than the fruit of our lips and the actions of our life. More concerned with outward appearance than the reality of heart. When we live for God instead of with God, we can lord it over others and look down upon people. And we can seem to justify unkind behavior and being disrespectful to others. We can condemn people in the name of God. We are forceful instead of loving. We are manipulative instead of long-suffering and and patient. We impose our will through fear and threats and what we think is power instead of seeking to understand and love and be merciful. This is how Jesus found the church, if you will, when he came to earth. When he came here and those who were supposed to be living with him were living for them, but the fruits were really showing where their hearts were. John, the book of John tells us he came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. And I think because they weren't living with him. Jesus says in John 16, they will put you out of the synagogue, in fact, in your name. And in your name, drive out demons and perform many miracles. And then I will tell them plainly, he says, I never knew you. I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. But Jesus, we did all these things for you. But I never knew you. You were never with me. Therein lies the problem. Last Monday, uh, post-Easter morning, I was uh, driving to Huntington Beach to return a lot of sound equipment that we had rented for Easter. And when you live in Cala Mesa, those places that have all that stuff are far away. <laughs> and so uh, the car was loaded up with all of this equipment, and I was heading back. And uh, I, I had found out, you know, since we were trying to figure out when Once Upon an Eternity was going to be rebroadcast on LLBN, I was on their website looking around, and, and in looking around, I discovered that they have posted on their YouTube channels all of Maury Venden's 25 talks on righteousness by faith. And when he did this back in the 80s, and on, when he did his book, The 95 Thesis, and they've got them all on there. And I, I just, I just love that stuff. And so a little plug, you know, if you're interested. Uh, wonderful stuff. So, so I had on my, my phone and I, I pulled up YouTube and plugged it into the car stereo speakers and, and listened to Maury talk as I drove out to Huntington Beach and listened to him just, just share as you did in such a wonderful way on righteousness by faith. And one of the things that he said that I, I always love is he says, we have to remember, we have to remember There is never, ever any righteousness apart from Jesus. Never. Sometimes we can think about righteousness over here and this. There's God the Father and the Spirit and so forth. But we have to remember that there is never any righteousness in our life apart from Jesus. There's never anything I can do to 
to bring about that character transformation and that sanctification process and that supernatural love of God in my life apart from Jesus. And so when we choose to live for God, it's easy to live for God, but yet maybe never even live with God. But when you live with God, your life for God makes a difference. Because when you live life with Jesus, the righteousness happens. And the love happens. The mercy and the compassion and the forgiveness happen. This wonderful table. And it's wonderful not just because it's beautifully set up, but because it contains what we value as the church, a symbol of the life of Jesus. His body and his blood broken, shed, blessed, given to us so that we could be with God. Just thinking of the very word, communion. We celebrate communion. What are we celebrating? We're celebrating life with God. That we get to commune with God because of his love for us. And because of that communion with God, we celebrate the community of believers and the commission that he's given us in this community to share his presence and his love with the world. I like the words of scholar N.T. Wright when he says, when Jesus wanted us to understand his death and resurrection, he didn't leave a lecture, he left a meal. If you want to understand what the life and the resurrection and death of Jesus is about, it's about the meal. The meal taken, broken, blessed, given to us so that we could be with God. Apart from what we celebrate as communion, we can never live with God. But God loves us so much and wants to be with us that he came, he lived, he died, and he rose again so we once again could be with God. In the Adventist church, we practice what is called an open communion. Or as the Methodists say, which our heritage comes out of, we practice the open table. Now, you don't have to be a member in the Seventh-day Adventist church to share communion with us. God's table is open to all. And he wants to be with all of us. And he showed us that by the life of his son. And so we're going to share communion together and if you're visiting with us today, we invite you to join us. And know that we're all equal at the foot of the cross. We're all invited to the table of the Lord to be with God. One of the things we also do in the Seventh-day Adventist Church is we practice what's called the ordinance of humility or foot washing. And Jesus washed his disciples' feet and he encouraged them to do that. And he says, you'll, you'll be blessed if you do these things. And he showed us the humility of the kingdom. And so we practice that before we partake of the Lord's Supper together. And we have three different rooms set up. Behind me in the junior room is set up for the ladies, for those who would like to practice it uh, just as, as women together. In the fellowship hall, we have it set up for families and, and couples to share with each other. And then in the primary room, we have it set up for just men. And so we that you want to be in us. And Lord, sometimes when we come to the table, we we can think it's about consuming you. 
But Lord, in reality, when we take the bread and the wine, we're really asking you to consume us. And so as we go now, we participate in this ordinance of humility. May we just, by your grace, allow you to consume us with your love and with your presence. We ask this in your name. Amen. Let us go now and serve one another. It was on August 24th, 1856, at the New Park Street Chapel in Southwark, England, when Charles Spurgeon delivered these powerful words. He said, but remember, sinner, it is not that hold of Christ that saves thee, it is Christ. It is not that joy in Christ that saves thee, it is Christ. It is not even faith in Christ, though that is the instrument. It is Christ's blood and Christ's merits. Therefore, look not so much to thy hand with which thou art grasping Christ as to Christ. Look not to thy hope, but to Christ, the source of thy hope. Look not to thy faith, but to Christ, the author, the finisher of thy faith. And if thou dost that, 10,000 devils cannot throw thee down. But as long as thou lookest at thyself, the meanest of those evil spirits may tread thee beneath his feet. It is Lord, we ask that you teach us to depend on you daily so that we may grow as a community in our love for you and in our love for each other. We thank you for the blessing of taking part in this service. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Today I'm pleading that we would not be a church that lives for God, but a church that lives with God. Do we want to be known as a church that lives for God or a church that lives with God? Jesus says, by their fruits, you'll know. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you have done everything to be with us. Give us the grace, Lord, to rest in being with you. To know that there is absolutely nothing we can do to earn your favor or to